Welcome to the Whole Damn Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Wharton, and I'm on a mission to help folks realize you can have a life that's a whole damn vibe. You can create more white space in your calendar, take up new hobbies, and do more of the things that make you truly happy. Tune in as we discuss all things taking up space, making scary decisions, and unapologetically breaking the rules to build the business and life of your dreams. Today, I'm interviewing Andrea Marisol Bayon, a private coaching client, as well as one of the leaders I featured inside the Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month pop-up directory on Instagram. Through this directory and interview series, my hope is to use my platform to help amplify the voices and stories of other badass Latinx leaders. Andrea, in particular, is the passionate integrated mental health practitioner behind Mar y Sol Wellness, Using the medicine of modern science and also the knowing of ancestral wisdom, Marisol integrates tools that are designed to soothe and heal holistically. Tune in today as we dive into the body, mind, and spirit for a holistic approach to healing your nervous system with Andrea. Hola, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm super freaking excited that you're here. And I love, love, love that you were doing a little bit of ritual work right before hopping on the interview, which I think is kind of like cool and aligned with today's topic too. One of the things that uh, for everybody who doesn't know, like Andrea and I have known each other for, we're coming up on like a year now in a couple of weeks. And it's been uh, such an amazing like journey, relationship, getting to know each other. And one of the things, things that I've obviously come to learn pretty much from the get-go uh, while getting to know Andrea more is that you love to take a different approach uh, to healing than when you compare it to a lot of what we're used to seeing like in North America, through the media, uh, through even like our families and society. And I just, I would love to hear your take on that. Like what led you to want to create a space where you're basically, you can combine the use of like modern, whether it's like medicine, science uh, concepts, and the knowledge of uh, ancestral wisdom in order to bring that into your work for your clients and your community. Yeah. So I, my background is in mental health. And so I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, so I went through all of the training and the education that comes with that. Um, but there was something that I saw in my clients and, um, and frankly, in my own life that it wasn't, it didn't quite get to the, the full issue at hand, right? Western mental health can be really helpful for many, many things, um, in particular trauma and things that um, people with marginalized identities often struggle with. And, but there was something in me that just knew, I don't know if it was, no, I do know, it was intuition, right? It was that wisdom within me that knew that there was, there's a part of it missing. There, there was something else that we could have um, incorporated or that we, we, that we can still incorporate. And so I be, just began to, um, even in my own healing, healing journey, I began to um, start to explore what, what ancient cultures, and particularly my own, what, what my ancestors used to do to, to live, their way of being. And a lot of it was involved in, in ritual. And so, um, so I started to sort of slowly incorporate um, a somatic practice, which is really body-centered. 
And, um, and I, in myself, even I noticed so many things started to come up so many things that had been held, um, and not always bad things, right? Not always trauma or crisis. Um, but there were, there were so many memories in the cells of my body that I started to see surface. And so that was really activated and sort of um, bubbled to the top by ritual. And, and when I started to combine the two, when I started to integrate really this idea of ritual and ceremony in with what we know is kind of like the science of um, Western mental health, it was like the perfect package, like bow on top, tied. It was um, just such a beautiful um, sense of completion that I saw in myself and also my clients. And the feedback that I got was um, just incredible. Clients were, were noticing so much difference in what they thought, I say in quotes, mental health was and what they could actually experience in wholeness. So that's kind of how I got to um, how I got to incorporating and really integrating ritual and um, mental health together. I love that because it's so true. Like usually one of the first things I know, one of the first things that comes up for me when you think of like mental health and uh, processing through things and working through different, whether it's things that have happened in the past, things that are you're going through in the moment, uh, usually the first thing that comes to mind is, okay, uh, the traditional image of therapy where you're sitting or laying down on a couch uh, in front of somebody who is now there to facilitate this experience, ask you questions and like basically help you uncover a lot of what has been happening happening or is happening uh, for you in this season of life. Uh, but you mentioned like somatic work and body work, and I've definitely been exposed a lot more to that within the last like couple months, the last year. But I know there's a lot of people that are still like, wait, but what is body work? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to tap into something and feel something in my body. I would love for you to shed a little bit of uh, insight, a little bit of color, since that's something that you clearly love so much and like value uh, both for yourself and for your clients. Um, what does that actually like mean to do body work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I work a lot within the nervous system and our nervous system is this part, just to kind of put it in simple terms, that is responsible for a stress response so in order to keep us safe, our body kind of shuts down a lot of parts um, that might normally be on in order to survive. And that is its main goal is survival. And then also the nervous system is responsible for this sort of resting space where all parts of our brain can be on and we can, we can digest our food and we can um, have our metabolism going and um, we can make decisions effectively. So it's our nervous system is responsible for both of those parts, both of those sort of systems. And when we, when we can work together with our nervous system and notice how, how our body is communicating things, how um, really the language of the body is, is communicating, right? Then, then we can have a better idea of where where we want to go with that or what we want to do with it. So for example, a lot of um, 
a lot of my clients that I work with, we start right from the beginning with sensing. So instead of saying, what do you feel? Which feeling is a sensory word, right? You can actually feel with your fingertips um, a, a surface or a texture. But when we go into sensing, then it's really a question of asking, what do you notice on the inside of your body? And so we're trying to decipher what the body is communicating with, with us really, in order to have a conversation, right? And so you and I can use words and we can say like, oh, it's really hot in my house right now. I'm going to turn on the air or um, I'm feeling really sad or something like that, right? But our body has a different language. And so to go inward and sometimes we really ask the question out loud, do you, what body, what are you trying to communicate with me? We can sense into some of those things that it is communicating. And so it looks like noticing um, when your heart rate is elevated or when it's moving a little bit slower. Sensing looks like when your body is releasing water, sometimes through tears, sometimes through perspiration. Um, it's noticing when you take a deeper breath or when you feel a softening in your muscles. And so that and so many other sensing sort of like actions we can tap into and notice, oh, my body is moving into a stress response or it's moving into something that's more a rest and digest space. Those examples are actually so helpful because I remember one of the first times that question was posed to me and it was very indirect. I think it was um, like a pre-recorded meditation. I had some sort of meditation app that I was listening to every day and it was just part of the, the regular daily ritual is basically, let's just tap into our bodies. Like, let's look inwards. Like, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? What's, what's happening? And I was just, I would literally just sit there and like scan my entire body. And I was like, I don't know, like maybe <laughs> some tightness in my throat, but like that might just be because I don't know, like I was just talking or I was just doing something that I was nervous about, but like I couldn't quite connect the dots. And mm -hmm. just to hear so many different examples, it really helps illustrate like what this gets to look like. It doesn't have to be anything super either intense or major. It doesn't have to be um, something like super specific. Like it can be like you were talking about, like whether it's the sweating, the warm, uh, even if we want to go into like warmness, whether it's like tightness, whatever that might be. Um, but what I love the most about that is I know from my own personal experience, I used to go through uh, cycles, essentially all these uh, patterns where if I was, let's say, feeling really anxious, if I was feeling triggered, if I was basically my nervous system was trying to keep me safe and being like, Oof, like, we don't quite like this or whatever that might be. Um, and I wouldn't notice I wouldn't listen I didn't know to listen so that's whether you want to call it a spiral whether I actually slipped into a more like depressive state whatever that might be whatever the response that I would have um just from a natural way of trying to yeah keep myself safe and avoid everything that was uh, perhaps affecting me in that moment it would last so long as opposed to what you're talking about, where it's like becoming more in tune with your body, noticing what's happening behind the scenes and 
basically paying attention to the fact that your body is communicating with you your nervous system is trying to tell you something and for me it was the most like mind-blowing experience it even happened earlier this week i want to say it was either tuesday monday tuesday something like that where i was having one of those moments and i slowed down and i was like well what is what's my body trying to tell me like what do i need in this moment and i started to actually give myself a little bit more like grace and compassion and just like space to process to do whatever it is that i needed to do even if it was it, it didn't turn out to, to be this but even if it was just to watch netflix or to just slow down for five seconds and the literally that night I was feeling confident and empowered and like feeling more like my more natural self. And I was like, how did that happen so quickly? And it's mm-hmm. exactly like a, a small taste of what you're describing right now. And I was like, okay, so I'm more in control than I ever thought I would. And I think it's so beautiful to be able to do that. And it actually brings me to a question. Um, you've talked about um, the holistic approach to fit to things. So is that what you're referring to when you talk about um, basically healing your nervous system holistically? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's such an interesting question to follow your example, because in some ways, what you were talking about, there is a sense of completion, which sort of brings in the word holistic, right? So when we see a response happen in the body, and then we also see it into completion, that part where you said, oh, well, it's over. Now I feel empowered. And like, how did that move through so quickly, right? Our body is literally metabolizing that experience into completion. And so what happens after that is we have space for something else. So we have space for another feeling, event, emotion, interaction, dynamic, whatever is going on for us, right? And that same kind of idea, I think, is really helpful to bring in for me i like to bring it into this holistic approach and so i sort of have three three parts of of the approach and they go generally in order not always but generally in this order is um, focusing on the body then focusing on the mind and then focusing on the spirit and so to incorporate all of those gives a sense of completion because it follows the, um, not the pattern, but the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the chronological order of time, how we experience an event in our body. And so if you think about, if you think about like, um, let's say you're walking across the street and you hear a car coming really fast towards you, you're in the crosswalk, right? your body perceives that event first. So maybe you hear the car coming. Maybe you can see the headlights if it's nighttime. Um, Maybe you uh, can sort of like feel your body starting to respond, right? Your body is the, the one that receives the input first. And so when we start with that, then it's the natural progression of how we receive an event, how we receive input from that event. And so then we move into the mind, right? So very quickly, our body in that same example, our mind will say, okay, is this a threat to me? And if that car continues to speed up or come really quickly, your body will probably say yes, 
right? And so your mind will say, that's a threat, respond right away, right? And so then you're able to move. And so when you move out of the way and you are safe and you are well, then you have seen that um, experience come to completion, right? And you can, within your spirit or your awareness, know like, whew, that was a close call. Like I dodged that, you know, and, and thank goodness. And so that's really how we work holistically is, is with all three of those sort of categories or pieces of how it is to be. But I like to, I like to touch on all three of them at some point when I'm working with clients, because oftentimes we skip the body. And in Western culture, this is particularly true because we believe that cognitive is king. If I can just master my thoughts, if I can just be in control of how I think, I will change whatever, right? Or if I say this mantra to myself, I can kind of fake it till I make it, right? The problem with that is we're, we're bypassing the body's experience. And so there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but if we start with the body first, we will be able to move into a sense of completion and we will be able to move into the meaning making that says, wait, I really, I really am alive. I, I didn't get hit by that car. I feel safe. I feel my heart sort of slowing down now. Or in your case, I feel empowered now, right? And so it leaves room for something else. So that sort of holistic approach is all of the things, all of the things integrated. I want to say as somebody with ADHD who can uh, really benefit from like visual uh, examples, that analogy you use with a car was a perfect representation of how to illustrate, yeah, perceiving it in the body, the mind, and then this going through the spirit. And I was like, oh, like, it's almost like it just landed even deeper than ever before. And I was like, I'm really, really like getting it on like a, a another layer, another level. Uh, so definitely appreciate the analogy. Um, and something that was actually coming up for me is I'm 100%, I've been historically that person where will I will notice a thought first. And even the more that I learn about body work, it's still a secondary practice, a secondary awareness, where it's just we notice a thought, then tap into the body. It's always seems to be that kind of motion. And of course, as with anything, the more that you familiarize yourself with something, the more you practice it, the more that you start to embody it, the more um, natural it starts to feel and the less force and the more it just becomes a part of your practice. But I'm super curious because one of the things that you were touching on is um, basically checking in with the body first as the body's the one that processes things first. And I would love to hear whether it's from your own personal experience or other is how do like a small baby step, small tangible way to start leaning more into, Ooh, let's tap into the body first before the thought even comes up before the whatever exploration, how do we tap into the body? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like to explain to, um, to new clients or people I haven't worked very long with. Um, I like to explain to them first that, when we're asking our body what is happening or what, what is going on for it, we try as best as possible to keep the judgment out. And so as an example, if you notice that your palms are sweating, 
you might in your own body know that that's because you're nervous because that's maybe a pattern that you have, right? But in this moment, if I say, okay, I notice or I'm aware that my palms are sweating, we put a period at the end. It's just a noticing. It's just an awareness so that the judgment can stay at the door, so to speak, right? And I think that so often we're in the practice of saying, my palms are sweaty. That's bad. (laughs) What does this mean? (laughs) Right? And I... I hear that so much. I hear, oh, what does this mean? Please tell me what it means, right? And so if we can just, we'll we'll get to the meaning. That's the spirit part. That's the intuition. That's the wisdom that will help give you the meaning in ways that you can understand. But for this moment, can you just notice that your palms are sweating? Or maybe if you've just taken the time to notice, it's changed already. That's usually what happens is once we've acknowledged that it's occurring, then it moves through. We see it into completion. And so, so I like to, I like to give people the question, what am I noticing on the inside? And the inside is really just kind of relative, you know, like palm sweating feels more on the outside, but it's really what's just happening on the inside of your body. And so if I can even reflect right now, I, I notice that my heart has sort of slowed as I'm giving this example, because I'm taking the time to really kind of be present and be in this moment versus when we first started this conversation, I was feeling a little bit of jitters and, you know, a little bit of that excitement that comes from having this conversation. And so to be able to notice that without saying, oh, that's bad, or it's good. Oh, good. I'm finally relaxed, right? It just is. It just is. And so we can pull the judgment out and it we're able to move through the rest of the process so much easier. That's actually so freaking powerful because a feeling... Uh, whether it's like in your body, uh, an emotion, uh, any of those things, like at the end of the day, they just are. It's what can be more jarring is the fact like when they take us by surprise and and you start feeling sweaty and you're like, oh my goodness, why is this happening? Or even like the jitters before having a conversation, doing a podcast interview, whatever that might be, I get those jitters every single time. But it's just, if we feed into it because it caught off us guard and we're like, oh no, 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 I don't want to be nervous. um, Then we feed into it even more. We give it more fuel as opposed to just being like, hey, Let's just observe it. Let's just give it some space to be. It's perfectly natural to be a little bit nervous or to have sweaty palms or to whatever. Um, Especially, I feel like I've heard this before somewhere. Uh, It's probably been said so many times, but uh, the comparison between feeling excited and feeling anxious, how in your body, a lot of the times it can be the same kind of like butterfly-y feeling. So when you think about it that way, it's like, well, so it's just a sensation. It's just what we're attaching to it. Um, not to invalidate the feeling, but just to uh, point out the fact that we get to just be aware of things. We get to just get more familiar with ourselves, our body, our nervous system, how we react to things and just like give ourselves a space to go through the motions, trusting that, Hey, it's already happening. So we don't have to be afraid of it. We can just now move forward and have more fun or do whatever it is that we were looking forward to in the first place, because it gets to be a cool experience, assuming what you're nervous about is something exciting, of course. Um, So just that, little like tidbit I was like oh I like it it just is we just get to witness it that's so freaking beautiful 
to circle back a little bit, I know you have mentioned throughout this conversation, uh, popped in here and there rituals, rituals this, and we kind of went through like a deep dive into more the somatic work. Uh, but there's a lot of other tools that I know you use. Uh, you have your daily rituals, even if they're imperfect, we don't have to do it every single day, of course. But what are some of those practices that you just like love that especially help you communicate more with your nervous system? Mm-hmm. Um, a big one for me is um, seasons or time. And so on a daily, on a daily basis, that looks like in the morning when I wake up, I sort of have a ritual about how I go about my day. And I've actually recently changed it up a little bit because during the summer I was sleeping in quite a bit (laughs) and I was like, well, now, you know, my kids are going back to school. And so it's time for a little bit more of a routine. So now when I wake up in the morning, I, I'm really intentional about my breath before I even get out of bed, I just take a few deep breaths to remember what it is to be in my body and to notice how different it might be from when I went to sleep the night before, right? And so I, I'm i noticing, and I've just been like a, a few days in, and already I'm noticing that when my feet hit the ground from the bed, I already feel more established. I already feel more embodied. And that's wild to me because it really just comes with intention. Like taking a few deep breaths is not really that big a deal, right? But it's saying that in these breaths, I will remember what it is to be me. And that like, even just saying that out loud right now, my body is responding by this sense of strength in my core. And so, so really simple things like that can be really powerful and have been really effective for me. And then at the, at the end of the day, um, what I like to do is turn off as many um, really bright like LED lights that I have in the house. Um, and I put on a bunch of salt lamps. So we have salt lamps in almost every room in my home. And it just gives this sort of glow that signals to my circadian rhythm, my nervous system, my body that's like, hey, it's time to calm down now. It's time to get ready for rest. But it just allows the cycle to come into full completion so that hopefully by the time I'm ready for bed, I'm in my pajamas and, you know, I brush my teeth or wash my face or whatever the case is, my body has gotten so many signs or messages that this is what we're doing next. And so I usually, I usually um, encourage people or invite them to, um, to start building ritual into their transitions. And so maybe you have a dedicated time for work. And after that time, how can you transition into home life or personal life, right? And so maybe that's um, during the pandemic, it was, can you make your commute walking around the block? right? So your body says, oh, I get to move out of work, even though it's in the same spot, I get to move out of work and come home, right? And so that can be a ritual, taking a walk. Um, Drinking water is one that I really encourage for a lot of people, because water gives us a reset. It's kind of like the EpiPen of, of resources. So if you're feeling like 
um, not for all people, but for many people, if you're feeling really um, kind of amped up or if you're feeling really low, taking an intentional drink of water and really noticing the senses around it can really help reset your nervous system so that you can come back to where you are and say, okay, what do I need to do? How, how can I move from this space? So, and it can be as grand as creating an altar and using Oracle cards or, you know, but it can be really small too. And really it's accessible for, for everyone. I feel like that's what's so freaking helpful because so many people were used to the, I guess if you want to call them the popular rituals, the ones that are the most talked about, uh, whether it's like meditation, journaling, whatever. I personally love all of those, but I know so many people who don't. And they're like, I don't want to journal. They just haven't either uh, experienced it in a certain way and haven't found a love for it, or perhaps it's just not meant for them, then they never will. And that's totally fine. But you keep hearing the same things over and over. So it almost uh, creates this sense of, well, that's not for me. Ritual is not for me or having a morning routine isn't for me. Uh, doing these uh, mindful practices doesn't work for me. And it's such a shame because there's so much power in doing uh, the mindful practices, in uh, taking care of your mental health, in taking care of your nervous system. And so to hear such like even small tangible examples of how this gets to play into life, I loved the whole even just taking intentional walk around as if you're commuting home, because I've heard so many people, especially entrepreneurs who can't shut their brain off. And it's like, well, yeah, your body hasn't even realized that your workday has ended. So maybe let's like, let it know, like, let's let our entire body, brain, mind, etc. catch up with the fact that now we get to relax and we get to uh do a little bit of more of just what we love like uh pick up a new hobby spend time with loved ones whatever that might be without constantly thinking about work which hey it's natural like we're so passionate about what we do but there's just little things that you can do to yes to transition into different um stages of the day to kickstart your day i like that one a lot too i was like oh that's such a small way to just be ready for the day as opposed to i don't know um being stressed, being overwhelmed, uh, dreading all the work you have to do. It's just the small intentional little shifts that, uh, for the lack of a better word and not to sound too cheesy, but like set you up for success. And I think I love that. You're such a freaking wealth of knowledge. Andrea, I feel like this is going to be really freaking powerful for a lot of people to listen, especially if they just haven't uh, either worked with somebody like you before, or they haven't experienced this topic, this world uh, in this context. I feel like it's such an amazing conversation. And as we head to the tail end of the interview, I really want to know, like, how does partnering up with your nervous system help you experience the ultimate like vibey lifestyle mm -hmm. well I know you're all about the vibey lifestyle <laughs> and I think I, I think when you have a relationship with your nervous system you really get to be that because working with the nervous system means that you pay attention to how how soft and soothing things are how the pace is um, what works well for you. And, and when you can approach it in that way, I think it makes all the difference because instead of feeling like you have to muscle through things or you have to push through things, that's, 
that's a different system that we're talking about. But the nervous system appreciates more noticing that it's feeling, for example, stress and acknowledging that body. I see that you are feeling stress right now because every muscle is tense. And so I'm going to allow you some space to just breathe. And how can I take this task at hand with just one little chunk at a time? And so with that, it starts to say, oh, this thing in front of you is not a threat. I can manage to take off a small bite to really chew it through, right? Like if you were given an apple, you're not expected to swallow it whole and to digest it fully, right? That doesn't make any sense. But if you take a small bite and you notice how sweet the apple is or how crisp it is, how your, your teeth can start to um, break it down in your mouth, how when you swallow it, what does your stomach notice, right? It's that metabolization that allows our nervous system to say, oh, this isn't a threat. It actually helps me. It benefits me. So then you get to go on vacation and post online about some offer that you have, right? You get to, um, you get to show up in entrepreneurship or in your business or in your job, how it makes sense to your body. And it's sustainable. That I think is the, if there's anything that I can offer, it's sustainability is so important. And you get that when you work with your nervous system, because you're starting to give messages in this world that is so fast paced and we're getting input from absolutely everywhere. You're saying, hey, body, I got you and we'll do this at the pace and how you need it to be done. I love that. So, so good. Thank you a lot, Andrea, for sharing all the stories, sharing your wisdom with us and for your time. This has been so freaking wonderful. For those of you who are tuning in who don't know Andrea, you can definitely reach out, get in touch with her, connect with her. She's a wonderful soul. She's super kind. How can they connect with you, by the way? What's your either platform of choice or best way to, to reach out? Yeah, so um, so I have a website. It's Marisol Wellness, M-A-R-Y. It's in Spanish. Um, soul, S-O-L, wellness.com. Um, or you can um, reach out to me on Instagram. It's mod underscore soul underscore wellness. And on Instagram, I like to be a little bit fun, a little bit spicy, a little bit educational. So um, I would love to hear from you in whatever way you'd like to reach out. Love it. We'll make sure to post all the links in the show notes. Again, thank you so much, Andrea. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And for everybody else, we'll see you on the next episode. I'm super excited to announce that the doors to the whole damn vibe mastermind and new retreat are officially open. This one year program is for Latinx, queer, women of color, neurospicy, and other folks with a deep mission who are ready to break the rules and lead with self-trust. Through our time together, you will become so confident in your speaker identity to get your mission widely visible and amplify your impact. This round, we're putting a huge focus on speaking, 
revamping your business model so it's sustainable AF and boldly going all in on your biggest dreams. The ultimate goal is to create more reach and revenue without sacrificing rest. The Mastermind includes 12 months of daily coaching, weekly group sessions, a curriculum with bite-sized lessons, and custom challenges designed to help you amplify your life and impact. And for the first time ever, we're hosting an all-expenses-covered in-person retreat in wine country. It's a whole damn vibe. Apply today through the show notes because the program officially kicks off March 4th. I can't wait to support you.